Kenneth stood there, wishing he could sit down, make sense of this. What was wrong with him? It wasn't like he'd never seen blood before. He was murdered in my office, Kenneth reminded himself. That doesn't happen every day. He got out of there as quickly as possible after answering all the questions the officers had for him and giving Lauren a couple of files in case Carrington checked out his story. He drove fast, weaving in and out of the traffic on I-10, wanting to be on his way to Utah. The image of that body bag being carried out was playing over and over again in Kenneth's mind, opposite the image of how nervous and distracted Paul was yesterday. He thought of the drive in the briefcase behind him, and wondered if that had anything to do with what had happened to Paul. With his mind running in circles and no relief in sight, he finally turned onto a street and pressed his garage button remote. He just needed to grab his duffel and he'd be on his way to Utah where he could sort things out. Idling the car in his driveway, he waited for the garage to open, then pulled in. Turning off the engine, he got out and went to the door leading into the house. The wind pushed into the garage, rustling the small bushes near the driveway. The skies as dark as the mood Kenneth was in. He took a deep breath, the air now heavy and humid. It was definitely signaling a storm was on its way. He moved into the house, flicking on lights, the dark clouds masking the normal bright sunshine. Going into his back bedroom, he grabbed his packed duffel bag on the bed and took it out to the car, then went in to lock up the house. He walked through the back door and moved toward the hall, thinking about Paul. Did he know yesterday would be his last day? It was still such a shock to think he was dead. It brought back so many emotions from Miriam's sudden death. Did Paul have a special someone to mourn him? With his comments yesterday about the job being hard on a wife and kids and the hours Paul poured into his job, Kenneth would bet he didn't. But he did have an ex-wife. Would she be on her way to Arizona now? He checked the lock on the patio door and turned to survey the kitchen, the shadows lengthening across the floor. Starting back toward the hall, he heard a small rustling sound, like someone's hands had smoothed over wrinkled clothing. The hairs on the back of his neck stood up. He stopped to see if he could figure out where it was coming from. Looking closely at the large picture of a mountain scene on the side wall, he froze. The reflection of the glass showed a man just around the corner, holding what looked to be a rifle. Kenneth turned the opposite way just as the man jumped out, his weapon raised. Running at a full sprint, Kenneth headed toward the garage. He felt two successive rifle blasts near him, the sound deafening. He glanced back to see the intruder reloading. Hurry, was all he could think. He jumped in his car and slammed it into reverse. The man appeared at the back door, aiming his rifle right at the driver's side. Kenneth pressed his remote button to close the garage door as he spun his wheels in the driveway, the smell of burning rubber in his nose. He heard the man curse as he ran from the garage, under the closing door, taking one more shot. It ripped through the metal of the car as he swerved onto the road. Slamming the car into first, he gunned it, checking his rearview mirror to see the rifleman dive for a waiting car two houses down. Kenneth got out of his neighborhood, checking behind him every few seconds until it looked like he'd lost them. As soon as he was in the clear, Kenneth pulled over to the side of the road. He took deep breaths to calm the adrenaline pumping through his veins. With one last look, to make sure he hadn't been followed, he got out to survey the damage. 
His heart sank when he saw the large hole in his car caused by the rifle's bullet. At least it wasn't me, he consoled himself.